football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Ah, yes. Welcome in to the very latest edition of Three Dog Thursday. March Madness in full swing, and we're ready to narrow down to the Sweet 16 games. Then the Elite Eight will happen, and then this time next week, we will be ready to be talking Final Four in Houston, Texas. And we're all about the underdogs. We're all about seeing what they can do. I am... Your somewhat lucid host, T.J. Reeves, and it is time to bring on one of our two guests. A little later on, we'll talk to the founder, the creator, the owner of Smack Apparel and SmackApparel.com, Wayne Curtis, for some underdog picks for these Sweet 16 games. But right now, front and center, we get the chance to talk with Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper and writer. Man, what a weekend last weekend, and we've actually had a a few days now to recover from Saturday and Sunday in particular, and now relaunch with these Sweet 16 games. So it's good to be with you, and it's good to dive in and look at some underdogs, my friend. Yeah, it was a very interesting weekend when you look back at it, and obviously you had some buzzer beaters, you had Northern Iowa being on top of the world one night, and then 48 hours later being at the complete bottom of the ocean after their meltdown. Against Texas A&M, you had the upset with Middle Tennessee State against Michigan State, and then they were two and done as they lost to Syracuse in the round of 32. And the good thing about now, TJ, I know there's always that uh, that argument of do you want to see Cinderella's go far, like a Butler or VCU? You know, we've seen in years past. Right now, your two lowest seeds are Gonzaga and Syracuse. That really says a lot as far as what's left in the field. Six teams at the ACC, a couple out of the Big Ten, and uh, I think that they were ready to slay the SEC and say the SEC's got nothing now going into this round before Texas A&M's comeback against Northern Iowa, so they still have a representative. But, you know, it's pretty fun now uh, getting to this point where you really have the best of the best uh, in the country going for the national championship. All right, and again, Gonzaga, for our purposes on Three Dog Thursday, is actually the favorite uh, in this matchup with Syracuse by four and a half points for what uh, what Vegas thinks and Vegas Insider uh, consensus line thinks. So, all right, we have to dive in. There are eight matchups on Thursday and Friday. You're going to run your three underdogs by me, and I'm going to run one or maybe two by you, depending on how much time we have. Where do you want to begin? Do you have a Thursday underdog out of the four games that you like, or are you going to go with all of them on Friday? I don't know which way you're headed, so what do you got? I'm going to go with two Thursday, one Friday, and... Both the ones on Thursday are out of the South region. First, I'm going to go with the Miami Hurricanes. And it's not about having a bias by living in South Florida, following them the whole season. No, I think that after they survived Wichita State on Saturday and that furious comeback by the Shockers to get out of that and now reset themselves, going to Louisville for you know hopefully a few days, that this is a very tough region. We know that. When we saw the brackets released with Kansas number one, Villanova number two, and Villanova in a sense could have been number one if they would have won the Big East tournament and not lost to Seton Hall. So Villanova, we know, uh, is an elite squad. But at the same time, after facing that type of defensive team in Wichita State that's very high in the country in rankings defensively across the board, it's going to be a little bit better now against a Villanova team. It's still is very 
you know, very talented. There's nothing to take away from that. But I kind of feel like the pressure's on Jay Wright here that this is a team that's been to two Elite Eights in his career. I mean, his tenure in Villanova, obviously, he didn't go at Hofstra, but in his career, he's been to two Elite Eights. And Villanova's always had these flameouts. You feel like every year they lose in the round of 32 to a team they shouldn't be losing to. Now, Villanova has looked pretty good in their first two games. They beat UNC Asheville. All right, big deal. They were going to beat them. Then they beat Iowa, a team that had a lot of high hopes at the end of uh, December. And then going into the Big Ten season, they beat Michigan State a few times. They beat Purdue a few times. And you thought, oh, okay, Iowa's got a chance to win the Big Ten. And they totally flame out at the end and really had no momentum going into this NCAA tournament. They had to beat Temple after they were up big in that game. They needed uh, a push in the back and a layup in overtime to beat Temple. So really, I'm not going to take away from Villanova, but they won two games they should have won. So you're a two seed, maybe you should have been a one seed. This is where you're at right now. But now just getting a few points here, I think that Miami and Villanova are pretty even, and I don't see why where Villanova is not going to be, I don't say as tough as Wichita State from a defensive standpoint, but Villanova pretty much cleaned up in the Big East this year. They had garbage teams at the bottom of that conference. Seton Hall overachieved, and they played very well. Xavier was a very good team. But past that, uh, Providence, you know, they had their ups and downs in Big East play. But there was a lot of teams there that just weren't very good, and Villanova totally outclassed them. I think in this spot, Miami was tested all year. I think they got a shot to stay within the number, if not beat them. Well, and there's a reason why six ACC teams made it to the Sweet 16, it's because it is such a, da- a talented, deep league, and Miami was one of those better teams, so it is a one-game scenario for that one. And I-, I heard you allude to it. You like the other underdog that'll be playing in Louisville in the South region, the Maryland Terrapins, another uh, situation where-, where that was a team kind of on the brink, as I mentioned, against Hawaii. They put on that great scoring run in the second half, 14 straight points to get control of that game and win it. Kansas was never really challenged in their two games, so give me some analysis on game two Thursday night, Kevin Rogers, Kansas, Maryland, South Regional. Well, you look at Maryland, and they didn't play two great opponents, two name opponents. They played South Dakota State, and they lucked out with Hawaii because Cal had some injuries in the first round, and Hawaii ended up beating them. Hawaii's a good team. I mean, as you mentioned, Hawaii was up in the second half, and Maryland came back on him. You know, Maryland's a team that, under Mark Turgeon, that they have been very good in the Big Ten, that the transition from the ACC to the Big Ten has worked out for them. And Mark Turgeon, for a lot of people that don't know this, is a Kansas graduate. Yep. So this is a huge game for him from a personal standpoint. Is that going to mean they're going to win the game? No. But at the same time, don't tell me this isn't the biggest game that he's had since he's come to Maryland, that – you know, he looks at that job as, you know, maybe that could have been a job I could have had. He was at Wichita State years ago. He went to Texas A&M, and he obviously faced Kansas when he was at Texas A&M when they were still in the Big 12. And now at Maryland playing Kansas, and this Jayhawk team is on fire. They've won 16 straight. And I've told this 100 times in this show, TJ, that because you take a team in a game does not mean that you think that team is better. You just think that team is better in that situation, that they can – cover in that situation, and that's it. And for the Kansas Jayhawks, they've won 16 straight, but at the same time, going back a few years, and granted, some of the talent has changed, even though I think Perry Ellis has been at Kansas for like 20 years already, <laughs> that uh, that Kansas just won three against the spread in their last four in the Sweet 16. So they get to this level. We saw their meltdown against Michigan a few years ago. You know, over time, they were big in that game. 
they've had some other games where you kind of wonder what's happened. And that's where with Kansas, I mean, even you go back to the Memphis game in the national championship, Derrick Rose missed those free throws, Mario Chalmers. Oh, you're bringing up the bad memories to the Memphis grad who was sitting at courtside on Media Row. You're exactly right. Mario Chalmers, I still see to my nightmares. I mean, Bill Self, I mean, that's his one championship, and he's done great things for Kansas. He's kept them on the top of the Big 12. You can't dispute that. But at the same time, though, they've had their, they've had their downs in the, big, in, the, in, the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. They, they've had some times where you wonder, like, what? Well, they throw up some clunkers. So, you know, this is a time where Maryland, I think, is an undervalued team, that, that people kind of forget about them. I think people forget they're in the Big Ten you know, with them moving over to the ACC. And I, I feel like they are just kind of an under-the-radar team. They're a veteran team, and I don't see why they couldn't hang with Kansas. All right, so you will take the two teams in the South Regional as underdogs. Maryland, in that case, getting a healthy seven points uh, against Can You take them to win, or do you think they keep it just close enough? Are you looking for a one seed to go down in that game or just close enough for the Terps? I think keep it close enough. I think Kansas probably come out with a victory, but I think that Maryland can keep it close. And obviously, Melo Tremble, an outstanding player that didn't shoot it particularly well uh, in the in the previous round, but you would think that he could help keep things going there against Selden and Frank Mason and company. All right, the one game that I like on Thursday, and this is your chance to shoo me away, is Duke and Oregon. Duke is the underdog out in Anaheim. Uh, look, I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. Both teams will be in the 80s, and maybe one of them even gets to the 90s. But something just says to me that Duke with Ingram, they're going to find ways to isolate him one-on-one. Grayson Allen has played well. I know Oregon's got Dylan Brooks and some firepower, but I like Duke as the underdog. Do you want to take 30 seconds and shoo me away uh, from the Blue Devils? I know you have no true love for Coach K and the Blue Devils, but uh, that one just jumped off the page at me. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go for that one, but I will go for that one on Three Dog Thursday. You know, Duke, remember a few years ago, they played Arizona out west, and, and, they, didn't, and they didn't play very well in, the, I think it was the Sweet 16. Right, uh, right. It was, in, it was in Anaheim or, or somewhere out there. And now, you know, the, the tournament committee isn't giving them a lot of love by sending them out, out west where Oregon gets to stay out west. And, I mean, for Duke, they didn't play very well the first half against UNC Wilmington. They turned on the second half, and they cruised past Yale. And, you know, I guess for Duke, I, I don't I, I don't want to rip teams. You play who you play. They can't control who they play. But so far, you know, they haven't played great competition and now really stepping up against Oregon and going out west, they'll be entertaining. Like, and I'm not, I didn't not take Duke because of, of, you know, Coach K. Or I just didn't, like, that game could go either way. Should be a lot of fun in that one. That's a late game on Thursday night. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers. TJ Reeves with you. It's Three Dog Thursday. We're going through the Sweet 16 games, the charge for our guests and for me, three underdogs out of the eight matchups. So you said one more for the Friday matchups in Philadelphia and Chicago. Which team do you like and why? Go for it. Going with another Big Ten team, the Indiana Hoosiers, taking on North Carolina in the East Region of Philadelphia. And obviously, North Carolina has the same situation as Kansas. They've been on fire. They've played well. They've won seven straight. You look at Indiana, though, and coming off a big win over Kentucky, that Indiana-Kentucky used to play every year, and they haven't played very often in the last few years. The series has kind of been put on ice but Indiana came up with a big victory against Kentucky to knock out a team that you know was on the verge of an undefeated season last year. Granted, they lost some of their their talent to the NBA, but still, Indiana's five and one against the spread their last six games. And you know you have this classic matchup here: Tom Crean against Roy Williams. 
And I think that Indiana, with all the scoring power that they have, I don't see why they could not hang with North Carolina and make this a pretty entertaining game coming up on Friday night in Philadelphia. You know, really, travel isn't an issue for these two teams. I think that the Hoosiers can definitely hang in this game, if not maybe knock off North Carolina. I don't, I don't think that you know wow. it's that crazy that all these number ones I think are all vulnerable at this point. I, I just, I think that with the matchups of a lot of one fours, one fives, that uh, it's not too crazy to think that at least one number one would be knocked out in this round. Well, and you look at North Carolina down the stretch of the ACC season, they lost two or three times. They did put it together and win the tournament, so it's not as if, as you said, uh, anybody's invincible, even with a number one in front of their name. And how wild, again, that this is 35 years. I can't believe I'm that old, and Kevin, you may not be that old, but 35 years ago now uh, that Isaiah Thomas and Indiana beat North Carolina in the championship game in the old Spectrum in Philadelphia, which is now knocked down. They're at the uh, the new arena that's on the same uh, parking lot, but it's a different building. And and Isaiah and Indiana were in the red jerseys uh, that night with Isaiah wearing number 11, and they'll be in the red jerseys on Friday night with Yogi Ferrell wearing the number 11. So it'll be fascinating to see what the Hoosiers have uh, in that in that matchup 35 years later. Um, so much history for these two programs, and now they make it together. So Sweet 16, Elite 8, and heading to the Final Four. College basketball on the brain big time. I know you've got uh, lots of coverage with matchups, inside analysis on VegasInsider.com for that and everything else, right? Absolutely, and uh, the NCAA tournament is still heating up even though the games are dwindling down and we're coming down the stretch here in this tournament. We have four exciting days Coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sweet 16, Thursday and Friday, Elite 8, Saturday and Sunday, and then the Final Four in Houston next weekend, Saturday and Monday. You're going to get some quality matchups no matter who ends up coming out of this. And you can check out everyday previews for all of these games. Also, stay atop the live odds. Even though we've talked a lot of NCAA tournament, don't forget about the NIT. The Final Four is, is, is coming together with that. Also, the CBI and the CIT, the Vegas 16. There's a lot of tournaments, things that you can wager on. And, of course, the NBA playoffs are around the corner. The NHL playoffs are around the corner. Baseball season is starting up, so plenty going on at VegasInsider.com. And also, you can follow our Twitter handle at TwitBI. Yeah, check into all of that. And just a free plug, free example, I happen to discover one of the nuggets on Kevin's pick that Indiana's only been an underdog twice in March. They won the game outright both times against Kentucky and earlier at Iowa at the end of the regular season. So this is only the third time they've been an underdog so far in the month of March. We'll see how they do with North Carolina. So good luck with those underdogs going with two of them in Miami and Maryland in the South region Thursday night, Indiana on Friday night in the East regional game in Philadelphia with North Carolina. Kevin, good luck with the underdogs. This time next week, we will know the final four for Three Dog Thursday. We appreciate it here. Enjoy the hoops. All right. Thanks a lot. You too, PJ. There is Kevin Rogers again. Wayne Curtis will join me with some underdog predictions straight ahead from SmackApparel.com. That is coming up when Three Dog Thursday continues in a moment. Hey, Hoop fans, now that you've filled your brackets out, you can double down on your picks and actually be in Houston and attend the Final Four thanks to TickAssure and TickAssure.com. You simply purchase a TickAssure plan either for a single team or 
or for their Select Four plan. And you've got a chance to go to college basketball's biggest event for just a little money. Here's Tickashure CEO and founder Todd Armstrong to tell you about just how easily this can work. So the Select Four plan, it's $127.50 right now. You're going to select your final four. Ideally, the smart move is to grab the four, look at the bracket, look at the matchups, and select the four teams that have the highest percentage to win this next game. Put them in your final four boxes and pay that 127.50 and hope those four get there. You'll go out on the secondary market. You got $1,500 of coverage. We're going to reimburse you up to that $1,500. Now you're sitting with a premium seat in the Final Four for $127. Again, fans can go to TickAssure.com, T-I-C-K, TickAssure.com to find out more. And for our listeners on TuneIn and College Sports Now, they're even going to get a discount, right? They can use the promo code TUNEIN and they'll receive 10% off their entire order. Again, that promo code is TUNEIN for an extra 10% off. And Todd, they need to act now this weekend, right? There's a reason, because once the games are played, things are going to change. That's correct. And in fact, TJ, the prices are going to cut off prior to tip-off of the Elite Eight. So there's only a couple more days here. If you wait until after this round of 16 and wait until the Elite Eight, that first game tips, it's too late. Again, buy your protection plan today. Plan prices only increase as more teams get eliminated from the tournament. Head to the Final Four with an incredible discount and deal from TickAssure.com. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Jalen Reynolds defends for Xavier. Half looking on the inbounds. Gets it to Caning. Right side. Elevates for three. And the win! Bring it up! Yes! Wisconsin! 66-63 Brunson. Caning off the right baseline! Well, it was one of several fantastic finishes last weekend. Yes, the Wisconsin Badgers. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. That's from the Westwood One radio call of their last second win over Xavier Sunday night on the three-point shot by Bronson Caning. Yes, they are still alive. Yes, they will play Notre Dame coming up in the uh, Philadelphia East bracket coming Friday night. It is Three Dog Thursday. And we are joined now by the founder, the creator, the owner of SmackApparel.com, who is ready to roll the sleeves up and get dirty here with some underdogs. Give us some underdog uh, predictions. Uh, Good to have you, my friend. And now we're down to 16 teams. Everybody's bracket is blown up every which direction. Is your your bracket as blown up as my bracket is as we get ready to head to the Sweet 16? How are you? Yeah, you know, I... I still have three teams that are that are in the final four, but yeah, my brackets uh, shot to hell. <laughs> as they say, it's uh, it's not looking good. But uh, you know, uh, I'm in a small pool here at work, very small. So uh-huh. Maybe there's maybe there's some there's uh, life, there's hope, there's chance to not be last place. Oh, that's good. Of course, of course last week I what I went one and two. On the underdog show, I believe so. You you yeah, did you did uh, well with Buffalo, not so much with Seton Hall and with uh, with Florida Gulf Coast. But hey, it's why they line up and play the games. Uh, and this is a new it, week, that's for sure. With some of these uh, some of these different underdogs, and I think uh, to start with, you and I are going to be in agreement a couple of times 
including with that Wisconsin team that we just played the highlight of. Wisconsin taking on Notre Dame, a seven seed against a six seed in Philadelphia, the home of Rocky, the home of upsets, the city of brotherly shove, as we like to call it. Uh, what about Wisconsin there in the matchup with Notre Dame? Well, you know, I mean, just the way they hung in there and then hit that miracle shot, how can you bet against them? I mean, that was a, that was just an absurd shot. Um, I think the luck of the Irish runs out and I think Badgers, even though they lost big Frank, I think they're going to make a run. I don't know that they'll make it to the Final Four, but I'm actually picking them. Although they're only getting one point, I'm picking them to win straight up here. Well, and and keep in mind, Bronson Canning was on that team that went to the national championship game last year. So was Nigel Hayes. The the assistant coach who's now been named the permanent head coach, Greg Gard, was a longtime Bo Ryan assistant. He was on those staffs that went to the Final Four the last couple of years. Wayne, you cannot substitute... Uh, experience and really when you look at a lot of the teams that are still left from Kansas to Duke to North Mm -hmm. Carolina uh, I mean on and on on the list including Wisconsin here including uh, Villanova or Jim Boeheim and Gonzaga Miami's got experience with Jim Laranega previously and he was previously in a final four with George Mason you cannot substitute experience in these situations and I think it's a factor why Wisconsin's still there would you agree Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we see it every year. It's just that senior, junior leadership where guys have been around a program for a long time. They just seem to be more cohesive at the end and get it figured out. And, of course, look what happened at Kentucky last year. Youth, great, talented youth. But when it came down to it, you know, seniors and juniors were the ones that beat them. And where's Ben Simmons for LSU, I ask? Exactly. Uh, not not anywhere so, to be found in this tournament. That's a good I, point. I think I always think that that's which is that's kind of why we're all a little shocked that Michigan State got bumped because they did have such you know sure upperclassmen leadership and they got bumped early. But that's why they play the game. But that, that is uh, right. It always does seem like most often there's some seniors and juniors on the great teams. Uh, that make the big tournament runs. There's no doubt about that. And so we'll see what Wisconsin does with Notre Dame because in that matchup, it's either a six or a seven seed that will advance. Somebody's got to win and play in Philadelphia for a shot at the Final Four. You've got an equally wild scenario at the United Center in Chicago on Friday night with Gonzaga as an 11 against Syracuse. uh, In that matchup, so 11 versus 10 in that matchup for a spot in the Elite Eight. It is Three Dog Thursday, and again, if you're listening to this show and it's after Thursday, we have picked some games on Thursday. We are going kind of back and forth. We're also picking Friday games, so you probably already know what the results are on Friday, obviously, of the, of the Thursday picks, but we're also in the preview mode for Friday. You're going to go back to Thursday with another one of the underdogs. Now, Kevin Rogers in the last segment, like the two teams in the south uh, part of the bracket, um, he elected to go with the Miami Hurricanes and the Maryland Terrapins. You're going to go with the Thursday night team out west, though. So what do you what do you like on Thursday? A and M after that was it a colossal colossal collapse or a colossal comeback? I guess it would be a collapse, but they didn't come back. I mean, I just think after that win that uh, they've got one more dogfight in them, and you know they are getting two and a half against Oklahoma. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won outright, but uh, I'm going with, I'm, I'm picking the ones that are on, seem to be on a little magic roll right now, which is, of course, uh, 
A&M has got to be on. So I'm picking, I'm picking them. And then Duke, you know, Coach K, he, he is Coach K. And I just think, you know, Oregon, uh, doesn't have the same experience. And I just think Duke will find some way to win that game. Well, even though they're getting three. So I'm taking the three all day long. Plus there's firepower for both of these teams. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of defense played in that late game in Anaheim, Duke and Oregon. But Brandon Ingram coming on, Grayson Allen for Duke, and Duke has only been an underdog in four other games this season. So it's rare that you get the chance to take Duke as an underdog, and I'm going to join you in this one. I know Dylan Brooks is a fantastic player for Oregon, and and Duke's Duke's defense is not very good, Wayne, but you and I are thinking they're going to outscore Oregon probably in this game, game in the high 80s, maybe even the low 90s for a college game. I'll agree with you. I'm going to take the Duke Blue Devils as one of my other uh, underdogs here and make that commitment. So I'm going to take Duke um, along with you in, in that matchup. And this, you know, if they win this game with Oregon, this Duke team, uh, they're the defending champs, but with what they lost a year ago with Okafor and Tyus Jones and, yeah, and Justice Winslow, for them to get back to the Elite Eight with basically brand-new, undermanned team, that's quite an accomplishment if they win this game Thursday night real quick, right? Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, those three guys that they lost last year, but, you know, Coach K, just he just uh, gets <laughs> something out of the guys. And, of course, a lot of his team is very, very young. And he said, you know, they're not young anymore. They played 30 games, and uh, uh, he just does it. So uh, when I saw Duke as an underdog, I'm like, ah, got a Got a ticket. I got. I got to grab. Got to go with the, so, yeah. the Dukies. All right. So I you and I, stay up late for that one. you and I agree with Duke on Thursday and Wisconsin on Friday. And uh, I'll give one more underdog prediction after we are done here. But uh, I know you've got a great selection right now of March Madness themed shirts across the board. And while we have another minute or two here, Wayne, tell us more about Smack Apparel, SmackApparel.com, and some of the shirts you have for March Madness for this weekend. Go ahead. Well, you know, first of all, just what we do is just so different than, than, you know, what the typical, what the license industry does. I mean, our stuff is, it cuts on the emotion of the fan. It makes fun of the rival. Um, I mean, a, a perfect, you know, segue into the shirt we're doing for Villanova fans. I mean, the last time they won it was 1985 with Raleigh Massimino. We've got a shirt that says, I want to party like it's 1985. And then below it says national title or bust. And of course, Jay Wright is the coach on the back. It says, Come on, Jay, let's do this. I mean, that's what Villanova fans are thinking right now. Sure. Um, you know, with Duke, I mean, we've got, I don't often hate, but when I do, I prefer to hate the North Carolina Tar Heels or, <laughs> of course, meet Dick. Dick's a Tar Heel fan. Of course, the back of the shirt says, don't be a dick. I mean, just funny. And we, lo- we love the one fun. from a year ago that's still appropriate. They only hate us because they ain't us. And it's got the trophy on the front. It's got the national championship years on the front. And it says, exactly. ask, just ask Christian on the back for Christian Leitner the way that Duke yep. has won. So you can, you can really make I love the Indiana one after the win over Kentucky last week. You've still got those Indiana shirts that says perfection lives here at 32-0, and but not here, pointing at Kentucky for the, for the loss last year in the Final Four. So if you want to needle exactly. the opponent, Smack Apparel's got the shirts. Yeah, it celebrates you know, the Hoosier 76th perfect, uh, perfect season, which, of course, I'm sure most all, everyone knows they are the last college basketball team to do a, have a perfect season. Of course, we all know that uh, last year, Kentucky, uh, the border state to Indiana, 
that team was running for 40 and 0, and of course they lost to uh, in the semifinals to Wisconsin. So Indiana fans celebrate as the Dolphin, the Miami Dolphins do in the last undefeated season. True, uh, team falls in the NFL, they pop their champagne. So this, yes, that shirt definitely makes fun of uh, of not only uh, Kentucky's ineptness to make it perfection, but also celebrates uh, the last. Uh, major or college basketball team to go perfect, and of course that was Bobby Knight, the nineteen seventy six Indiana Hoosiers. If you have a rival, like if you're an Iowa State fan, you don't like Iowa, we've got the shirts. If you're a Duke fan, you don't like North Carolina, or vice versa, we've got the shirts. So yeah, neat stuff. It's we've been doing it for seventeen years. It's a blast. The fans really love what we do, and uh, you know I, I get to pinch myself every day. I do have a bunch of employees, so there's always that fun. But <laughs> being an employer, but you know, I really we love what we do here, and it's a, it's a blast, and it's neat to see the response by the uh, passionate sports fans. Well, and we've been doing so, some giveaways on Three Dog Thursday with the the social media, and so we also encourage the fans to go buy some of these shirts that you're seeing all over social media. Check them out at SmackApparel.com. Wayne Curtis, good luck with Texas A&M, Wisconsin, and Duke in your Sweet 16 underdogs. We'll be talking Final Four this time next week. I appreciate it here on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, TJ. All right, there he goes. Wayne Curtis taking Texas A&M, Wisconsin, and Duke. He and I actually in agreement in the Duke and the Wisconsin picks. Again, Kevin Rogers will go Miami and also Maryland in those South Regional games in Louisville, as well as Indiana in the Friday night game in Philadelphia. A game that we haven't talked about, I like Iowa State and George Niang. If the, if a one seed is going to be in trouble, from my perspective, it's going to be Virginia, and I think Iowa State could have something getting five points in that matchup, so give me Iowa State to go along with Wisconsin and Duke. Again, as always, follow the show on Twitter at 3 Dog Thursday. Follow Kevin Rogers at VI Rogers. Follow our friends at Smack Apparel at Smack Apparel. Enjoy the Sweet 16 as we narrow down to the Final Four. We'll come back next week for a Final Four edition of Three Dog Thursday. I'm TJ Reeves. Bye.